feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. It's very difficult to win away from home in Europe. You know, I've experienced that as a player and now as a manager. It's very difficult to get winning results away from home. So there's a lot of me that's very pleased and proud. There's still things going around in my head thinking we've got to improve defensively, especially at this level. I think Lenny will be happy with, with how they're playing and they just need to keep winning games and, and focus on, on doing that. For the players at Celtic Football Club, who wants to be there next season? People are playing for their futures. Game to game is what's going to be important for them between now and the end of the season, I think. The Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Cy Ferry. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 to 1717 700. Well, the weekend starts here after arguably match of the season last night. Rangers winning 4 3 in Belgium against Royal Antwerp. And what a fight back at everything goals, penalties. There were injuries, yes, to Tavernier and to Roof. Morellis was he the man of the match? And what about the super sub, Ryan Kent? Cy Ferry's with us as always on a Friday. Barry Ferguson, too. Barry, how much did you enjoy that second half last night? Yeah, really enjoyed it. I've got to be honest with you, it was uh, edge of the seat at times. Um, Rangers went behind twice in the game and they showed real character, Paul. Um, but overall, I thought they thoroughly deserved the win and I really, really enjoyed it. There were some real good goals, obviously, you mentioned there, Ryan Kent. I need to see more of that, um, but he showed a bit of magic. But overall, I'm sure the manager would be really pleased um, with coming away with the, the win. It's a never-say-die attitude, isn't it? Stephen Gerrard has with his team, especially in Europe. Yeah, yeah, you're saying game of the season there, Paul, but we actually had a 0-0 before for it was a classic. So <laughs> I think that would run it close. But no, if, if somebody had told me after 20 minutes it was going to be 4-3, I thought you'd, you were back on the drink. Yeah. But second half was brilliant. I think Rangers pressed higher up the pitch second half. Seen that the big boy at Antwerp they were not going to run him behind and Rangers done what they did well they pressed well in the, the Antwerp half Antwerp couldn't get out and Rangers for me dominated the second half and thoroughly deserved their, their 4-3 win So Rangers fans what did you think of last night or anyone give us a call 0808 17 17 700 should be uh, is it over? The match? But the Europa League, hang on that as well, do you? <laughs> no, the game itself. Next Thursday back at Ibrox. So, no, Rangers fans, what do you think? They're, they're in the driving seat, there's, there's no doubt. I, I think defensively they were a bit suspect. Um, Rangers get through them pretty easily at times. Um, but look, listen, you've got to approach it. Um, that It's only half time, that's what I'm sure the manager will, will be saying to them. But they've got every chance. Look, there's, there's no doubt, as I said. They're in the driving seat and if they produce the performance they did in the second half, for me, they'll get through. 24 hours earlier, Celtic closed the gap to 15 points on Rangers after the 1-0 win over Aberdeen. It's another big win, probably too late, Si, but uh, David Turnbull, again, what what the season he's having for Celtic? Yeah, the first 30 minutes was really good. You know, I couldn't yeah. believe that, that Dell let Ayer run out for the back for the full 30 minutes. I think he then changed it and went man for man, Canberry and Hornby stopped Welsh and and I are playing it and then Celtic won the great after that Paul very scrappy you know no doing enough to get on the ball for me after the 30 minutes Taylor stops running forward uh, Kenny stops running forward and it and it ended up a very scrappy game but what they did show is what they've not showed enough this season is that ability to grind out results and 
taking a 1-0 win when they were under the cosh for the last 15-20 minutes um, Neil Lennon will be delighted with that Do you think they almost uh, lose a bit of confidence Barry if they don't get a second goal? I don't know, it's strange what, what Sai just said there. We watched it in, in the studio and I, I thought the first 30 minutes they were mm. they were really at it, mm. really going and taking the game to Aberdeen. And it, it's strange when you go a goal up, listen, sometimes you can't get that vital second goal, but you've got to continue what you're, you're doing really well. And for me, the difference just now for me is, is um, David Turnbull, the, the areas in the pockets that he picks up um, on the half turn, he was excellent and, and the goal just sums um, the young lad up he's been excellent since he's come back into the Celtic team and again I'll say what I said last week I'd be shocked if Celtic don't build the team round about a player like David Turnbull Very, I think they're good. I think this team are good when they're attacking mm-hmm. it's when they've got to control the game you know when you are one up and the, the other team's on maybe coming back on top and you need to go and control the game and keep the ball they're no great at it you know I don't think there's enough movement I don't think there's enough bravery to go and get on the ball take it under pressure you know you see Kamara last night for me a rebo they can take the ball under pressure and deal with it it just seems to me when Celtic are attacking, they struggle to, to to control the game, and I think that's why Aberdeen creep in it. You then you then in a press as well. You've pre- as, as well you've, as you've been pressing, sorry, for the first thirty minutes, and, and Aberdeen get a wee bit of I hope back in the game. I thought Camberry was very good for them. You know, I spoke on here last week. Aberdeen probably need a guy with a bit of arrogance and confidence, and Camberry looks like he's got that to me. Um, he came close, didn't he? He did hit yeah. the post, but again, Celtic showed a, a different side that we've not seen, and I think that that's what has improved as a defensive side. In terms of defending your 18-yard box, getting tackles and getting close to people in around the box, stopping crosses. I think Kenny's brought that as well. So Celtic's shown a different side to their game in the, in the last 15, 20 minutes. Celtic this weekend, they play against Ross County. It's on Sunday evening at uh, 7 o'clock uh, at Ross County. And Rangers play in the afternoon against Dundee United at Ibrox. And we're going to be on air a Sunday special here on uh, Go Radio Super Sunday Super yeah, Sunday right. I had to think about that just in case I <laughs> went down a, a super something else <laughs> but we're here Super Sunday with OPC Energy Limited looking forward to it uh, 15 points between them 9 games to go the countdown is on what is it Barry 4 games before Rangers can f- officially claim it yeah but it'll be interesting to see how Rangers react obviously that, that was um that took a lot out of them sorry That's physically mm. um, last night um, and I'm sure again he'll go and make a, a few changes there's obviously the disappointing thing with the game last night losing two players through injury Tavernier um, looks if he's going about uh, for a, a short period of time depending on what the, the scan says and Kemar Roof again comes up with the, the calf problem that's something that's that's hindered him throughout this season um, so it'll be interesting to see the changes he makes for, for the game against Dundee United Here's the Stephen Gerrard on the injuries um, There will be MRI scans set up uh, either later today or, or first thing tomorrow so by the time we meet again at Ibrox I should have a more more information on it and a better update for you And on the match itself well, Obviously there's, there's there's a rivalry there before the ball's kicked so we know that Dundee that's on Dundee United. I'm obviously very pleased with the outcome of the game in terms of the results. Boys showed amazing character to keep going and keep fighting for, for the right results. It was a crazy match. I'm sure the neutrals enjoyed it, but as a coach and a manager, I'll be looking into it because we had too many issues defensively. Goals we've conceded are poor from our point of view. There's certainly work to do and a lot of improvement to do, especially at this level. You know, you get punished a lot more. But second half, we, we played with much more character and belief, so... The outcome of the game is fantastic for us, but still a lot of improvement to do. Technically improvements. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Fergie talks about being tired. I mean, there's no way I could play centre midfield for Rangers in that three. Fergie, what about how hard they work off the ball? Yeah. 
That's you know, that's why he's got to make changes yeah. in the, the central area. I uh, couldn't have done it. Honestly, I watched them and I'm tired. I'm blown out my backside watching them shift <laughs> across that pitch. Yeah. And I see, if I was Kamara, mate, I'd be going off my nut at Barisic. Mm. The amount of times he's got to run out to that uh, wing back and Barisic standing Martin Nibdi, I think he, I thought Barisic was pure defensively. I think that was where well, the goal came most of the problems that, came for you. That's one of my pet hates when you're not goal side. Mm. A, a wide free kick I don't understand why why they, they stand behind them or in front of them go and man mark them yeah. that, that's the one that I think the manager speaking about there he'll mm. be really disappointed it was a free header he's, he's lost Barisic um, and it's poor defending that's one of the things that you can maybe label against Barisic defensively is he as strong as the others yeah but going forward again he scores the two penalties and I think he delivers the ball for the penalty as well so mm-hmm. that's what he gives you going forward but I agree defensively in Europe I think quite a lot this season he's not been great defensively and I think that's what Steven Gerrard's talking about so uh, room for improvement on Barisic defensively It was a great one for the neutrals to watch last night wasn't it but you can imagine, when you hear the manager you realise it was nail biting It was um, and the thing when you go in half time to one down is you're thinking right it's a big 10 minutes for the manager for the team to have a chat with each other and I thought they came out the second half and started the game really well I think that was the foundations for them to go on and win the game and again they go down a second time and I keep saying it they're a different animal this year it's, they're a different um, there's a different mindset about this team Kent did make a massive difference so didn't he yeah, I need to see that. pockets to get on the ball so I need to see that more that's what that, that guy can bring that bit of magic great um, we ball around the corner 1-2 with Morelos and a great finish I need to see that every week yeah. now I know you, it's impossible to, to play at a level every single week but that's what he can bring to the Rangers team again I think yeah, listen Ryan deserved a breather tonight I've been playing him an awful lot and he's been fantastic he hasn't missed a training session he reported a bit of a knee issue five six days ago and he played at the weekend and, and he had a little bit of a, bit, a bit of discomfort at the weekend so I wanted to look after him and protect him tonight but the game needed Ryan Kent I had to use him he comes on and scores a fantastic goal and could have scored another one you know he looked a threat throughout and that's the quality he's got really pleased with, with, with his contribution and his impact from the bench for sure yeah and again not no just on the ball I thought his pressing was I think he's really good at it you know, for me they were getting it too too easy in the first half. But Kent goes and presses people really well, and as I say, it allowed Rangers to go and win the ball back in, in their half of the pitch in the second half. And when he's on that half turn, Kent he's so dangerous. You know, he doesn't just stay on the wide left. I thought when Roof was playing out there in the first half, he just stayed as a as a left player. Whereas Kent was getting coming in the middle of the pitch, receiving it there, linking up with Morelos. I think Kent plays better when Morelos plays as well, Fergie. I think he's yeah. one that he can link with, isn't he? The, the name you just mentioned, Denny, he makes a, a massive difference, Morelos. I know he doesn't score last night, but I thought his overall play was excellent. He makes such a difference. Um, and I'm sure if you ask the players, I think they would enjoy um, playing with Morelos. But I, I agree with you, Kent. I didn't know he had a, a knee issue, but w- when he's in that sort of form, mm. he's a match winner, Ryan Kent. There's no doubt about it. And he showed... Maybe he was a bit disappointed with the manager leaving him, leaving him out. But he's come yep. on and he's he showed a real good appetite. And I thought he looked really hungry last night. And his goal summed up his performance. Let's take a call. Andy has called in to Go Radio. Andy in Springburn. Good evening, Andy. How you doing, boys? Okay. Good. How are you? Andy. You happy? Ah, uh, yeah. What the hell, Paul? What a game, eh? Barry, <laughs> I mean, what a game to watch. As a neutral, yeah, it would have been a brilliant game, but. Man, that was just that was mental and physical torture. I mean, I think if we just, for, for, I mean, just quickly on the game, if we try and divorce ourselves from what was, I think, I mean, a painful refereeing performance, and what I include within that is 
from bar. Far. And let that be a lesson to anybody who wants yeah. bar up here. It's all very well having a Ferrari in the drive. But if you've got a chimpanzee driving it, together it. You're not going to get what you want. It's, it's an absolute uh, catastrophe. It's, it's almost embarrassing, lads, to the, the fact, you know, at half time in that game, I was like, I'm falling out of love with football here. You cannot touch anyone. You cannot do nothing. Uh. We've got a referee making bad decisions on the pitch. We've got referees with um, the benefit of video replay still making wrong decisions. Mm. Well, I mean, where does this game go for you? you know, okay, let's take that point first. Yeah. Do you know what? It's getting to a stage where you can't even breathe on a player <laughs> and you're getting a penalty yeah. against you. Um, listen, it was soft. Look, Devil, there, there was minimal contact mm. when Stephen Davis touched him. But the boy went down if he's been shot with a sniper. <laughs> um, and for me, I don't know why the referee doesn't go and have a look at it and think, right, you know what, it's not a penalty. But that, that's the way the game's going, I'm, I'm afraid. And I don't enjoy that side. Let's bear in mind, football's a physical game. There is going to be contact at times. I was just going to ask if you ever let a chimpanzee drive your Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were coming in I was going to say something I thought Sal, he, no, do you I know what I was going to say you can hear something going on about that head as Bob Malcolm in it that's who the chimpanzee is when he's driving the Ferrani um, again it's, it's just a, but I feel for the rest because it is, it's the rules of the game if there's contact in the box and somebody goes down it's a penalty and I I, I don't agree with it but I don't think it's a referee's fault either again there's no explanation what about the sorry to go off topic but the Livingston guy's not got his red card rescinded yeah why not don't Again, know. why are we not told this? I know. Because yeah. the rules are so up in the air for not me. I don't think anybody knows. Not just the Livingston guy, Paul as well. Paul as well. Dundee United. But yeah. there's no explanation there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, we don't know why these guys have been sent off. That's why I struggle so much with the rules yeah. of what is a penalty, what isn't the handball. I yeah. thought if it hit your a, a different part of your body, then yeah. hit your hand, it isn't. Uh-huh. So is it? So we do. <laughs> I'm so baffled by the rules of the game just yeah. now. I really am. Andy makes a good point we said it a couple of weeks ago be careful what you wish for in VAR because you hear them in England they argue about it all the time Andy what else about the match I mean it had everything didn't it what else do you want to talk about Morellas uh, no, it was, uh, it wasn't actually the match I'm just kind of rental that quickly I'm sure you'll have plenty to talk about on that today yeah. mine's just more about um, both clubs uh, Rangers and Celtics transfer force and the kind of contrast for that and, and what we're seeing here and now I, 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 I was just kind of um, sitting back and thinking about the season where we are mm-hmm. at the moment I mean it'll be done before we know it Paul won't it um, and I'm thinking that you know the players we signed at the start of the season compared to Celtics uh, and, uh, and when you look at it on paper when you look at no one could have foreseen how bad Duffy turned out or Barkas for example Champions League experienced goalkeeper um, you know the list goes on Sorrell's turned out well but as yet has been a disappointment and, and then you look at Rangers you look at Okay, Ruth was, was a, a kind of big blockbuster sign, if you like. But other than that, you've signed a 33-year-old centre-half who no one really heard of. And he's come in and done a tremendous job. Um, you know, and kind of kept it. I suppose more for us this season is more about keeping the same team. But um, I just think there's a lesson to be learned there. It's not always about having the knowledge of what is a good player. It's having the knowledge of what will fit your system. Yeah. You know, for example, knowledge is known that tomatoes are fruit. But wisdom is known not to put in a fruit salad. He's got to sit by the way. Andy, what are you doing? Andy, you've started <laughs> early, haven't you? <laughs> Andy's right. I, I think if you do look at Rangers signings, uh, yeah. the players that the managers went for do suit the system that he plays. You just look at the the players that he, he signed in the, the window there. Scott Wright, he'll, he'll fit into Rangers' mm. system. But I do agree with him. I think he's, his recruitment's been excellent and he's got to sign a player, not just how good he is, he's got to be able to fit in 
to the way that Rangers play the game. I like what, what I like about what Rangers have done is they've signed players that, that have all played in a similar league to the SPL. Whether it be a right who has played in the SPL Kamara, but if not that, it's guys that have played in the Championship in England, which is similar to the SPL for me. Very fast, very frantic. Guys like Ruth had Ruth. played in there. Balligan had played with Wigan. So straight away, you know that they've got, they can deal with the speed in, in the SPL. Whereas you look at a Yeti, okay, he's played in the Swiss League and then he's went to West Ham in the Premier League. It's not as quick, it's not as ferocious as the SPL. And I think that's where Celtic have struggled. Guys who can keep up to pace. El Yunus is the same for me. Mm. You know, decent technically, but in terms of having that ability to get up and down the pitch for 90 minutes, doesn't it, doesn't it do it for me? But, you know, so I think a good signing is the boy mm. for Sheffield Wednesday. I think I can see that. I can see mm. the logic in that. He's played in the, the Championship, yeah, he's played a set. Uh, is it Shaw? Is it, is it Shaw? Liam Shaw. Liam Shaw. Yeah. You know, he's played, I think, yep. a good amount of games yes. in the, in the yep. championship. He's at a good age. 19. That's the sort of signings for me that Celtic Rangers have done it again with the two boys for Bournemouth. They've played in the championship year this year. It's a similar sort of style to the SPL. So I think Celtic should be looking at their type of players. I mean, Balligan's been a real find. Yep. Let's be honest with you, I didn't know too much about him. Um, but he's been he's been excellent centre half and I thought last night when he came on at the, the right back um, area he, he performed really well he has played that in the past over over in Germany he's played in a back three as well on the right side but he was he was excellent and I, I don't think it would have made a difference a lot of people are going on about Nathan Patterson would it have been his opportunity to play last night I don't think the manager would have made that substitution I think he would have still went with Balligan because we, we all thought it? immediately didn't we that Nathan Patterson could have come on but Barry you said probably wouldn't have and no, Balligan had played no, in that position I think if Nathan Patterson was available and on the bench I think he would have still went with Balligan mm. I think Nathan Patterson maybe have got the opportunity domestically but I think last night the manager would have made that same call Andy thanks for your words of wisdom cheers <laughs> <laughs> cheers Andy Andy calling in 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited remember uh, tomorrow Aberdeen against Kilmarnock a lot at stake there Hebs against Hamilton again a lot at stake uh, Motherwell against St Johnson and St Mirren Livingston and on Sunday our Super Sunday Rangers Dundee United and Ross County against Celtic if you want to call Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry uh, after the break Cy we need to get the suits on for this Super Sunday didn't we do you want to yeah uh, we need uh-huh. to get the suits on 100% Din- dinner suit or just your <laughs> no I just well, we're the best again oh, in fact I've, okay. got a, I've got a belter a picture of him in, in some uh, dodgy you know club I, 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 in the day. Oh, have you seen it I, but listen <laughs> people need to remember this is 17 years ago <laughs> how many buttons have you got I think there's four buttons on his shirt, but I can I can nearly see nip- n- see, see, no, Sorry, no, I can nearly yeah. see nipple. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. But listen, you've got to remember it was 17 years ago. It was Pizzo, wasn't it? He's put Pizzo. it on. I know. I'll need to begin him a phone call. You're long great, though. Best of seasons. Same weight, aren't you? What okay. about the jeans? The yeah. jeans are all what the ripped jeans. Yeah, boot cut the same that Paul wears in there. Quick break, and then we're back with Barry and Sai and your calls. The Goal Radio Football Show. We're on Sunday afternoon, 2 till 6, with Barry, Sai, and myself, Paul, and your calls, and keeping you right up to date with Rangers, who are playing Dundee United. Then afterwards, it's Ross County against Celtic. Strangest time, a Sunday night football, but it's it's on all the time. We're going back on the lines. We're going to hear from Neil Lennon shortly about Christopher Julien and his long-term injury. And uh, we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard more following that 4-3 win last night in Belgium. On the line now, Stuart in Lark Hall. Stuart, good evening. Right. Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Just a bit calmed down now after last night's game. Absolutely brilliant for Scottish football, obviously, being a Rangers fan. But yeah. just phone up to a big question for uh, Barry and Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, I know people are saying maybe Kent's not gonna. They need to see more of that for Kent often. Yeah. Um, scoring goals and taking guys on and, and doing that, he's maybe lacked it in recent past couple of months. But do you know think that he just he does so much for the team? They're tracking back as Sai said, but mm-hmm. Sai uh, in the midfield, the work he does. It maybe not produce it week in week out, but he tracks back. He, he does the dirty side, and I know people expect him to turn it on and, and do goals like that every week. But I just thought last night it was sensational when he came on and. And, and obviously, the downside it was with Tavernier, you yeah. know, off. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? And just a, a, on a whole, just a great game for Scottish, just Scottish football. What well, a game! Well, we're seeing it just now. It's on Sky. It's great to see the headlines, Stephen well, Jenner there. Well, Barry. one one thing you you can't label against Ryan Kent is he he's worked right for the team. He's a real team player. There's no doubt about it. I just want to see. I, I'm just been. A bit selfish. I want to see him do that every single week. I, I know what, what Stuart's saying there. He does put a lot of work in. Does the dirty side brilliantly for me. And um, when you got when you get a lot of like kind of wide players with the ability he's got, sometimes they're lazy. That's one thing Ryan Kent ain't. Um, but that wee bit of magic he produced last night. I just think he's the type of player I, I would want to see that ninety percent of the season. I, I'm just being greedy. I want to see more of that from him. I think it's in him. I think he's still got a bit to go I, th- I still think he's improving he's at an age where he's going to get even better um, but as I said I can never label him lazy or whatever he, he does some amount of work for that that team um, but last night that wee bit of magic that wee ball round the corner 1-2 and a great finish into the back of the net I want to see that every single week yeah I, honestly I was watching it last night thinking see if I played it I'd be knackered when I got the ball because they do they work so yep. hard off the ball and it's it's massive in football That's why they've been so successful this year And Ryan Kent's been a massive part of that. What I liked last night I thought his decision making was really good as well There's one just after half time Kamara pops in on Fergie Usually Kent would just turn straight away But he plays a 1-2 straight away I think Kamara runs through Slips a rebound So I thought his decision making was really I think that's he gets the best out of Barisic as well yep, I thought Barisic was much better When Kent came on second half that, That's one thing His game um, Intelligence has, has come on yep. Again That's what a lot of people don't watch Don't watch They kind of label him And can he go and beat a man in the final third and pop it into the, the top corner? It's the things you don't see, uh, as we mentioned, the dirty side, I'm tracking back, he's laying the ball off, he's he's known when to release the ball and when not to release the ball. I just think there's more to come from him. I think he's going to get better. Mm. Um, I think he's got so much going from him. And it was great to see last night, because well, I, I do think the last month or, or six weeks, he's not been, been at it, but he's still been good for Rangers. Do you think he was a bit irked that he was dropped? Well, listen, the manager mentioned he had a, a bit of a knee problem. So the manager, he's that big a player, the manager's obviously, um, he's no one to risk him. Um, but I thought when he brought him on, he just looked hunger, uh, hungry. Looked if he was maybe disappointed, he wasn't too happy mm. with the manager leaving him out. And <laughs> listen, his performance was, was excellent. As I says, look, I'm just wanting to be greedy. I'm arguing I just want to see that every single week from him because I think it's in him there's no doubt about that one thing I think he can do is get in the box a bit more I've said it on here before you know when you're not having the games where you're going by because wingers are like that you know yourself Fergie wingers sometimes you go by fullback sometimes it's just now you're doing the fullback's got you but what I think he can do is when he's not having the great games where he's bouncing it and taking people on is when the ball goes wide on the opposite side get in the box you know, go and get your numbers that way. All right, it's brilliant. Then step overs and sticking the ball in the top corner like he did last night. But go and get the other side of the games. If you're going to be a front three player, quite often you're judged on goals. And I think Ryan Kent's got it because I think he's a good finisher. I think he can um, he can get at the back post when Tavernier's crossing it on the right hand side. And I think his numbers will come up just doing that that other wee side of the game. Took well, his goal so well. Yeah, yeah, he did. But one one thing about him is he's a team player. 
Sometimes you get players, but as I mentioned um, a couple of minutes ago, when guys have got so much ability, which he's got, they be- become a bit lazy and they, they don't do the the other side of the game. I, I think he's a real team player, but that wee bit of magic he done last night, I expect him to do that every week. Stuart, is the downside that the, you know, the attention is on your team and people like Ryan Kent, who was attracting the attention of Leeds six months ago, I mean, he could be, he's in the short window, isn't he, for next season? Yeah, that... that it's going to it's going to get attractive when, he, when he's playing well and that but yeah. if all goes well this season in Champions League I, I don't think Ryan Kent will go anywhere same with Morelos I think I think they'll want a crack at that Champions League with the Rangers and they see, they see what it, the fans mean to them and the, what they're doing now in Europa League and if they got that notch to the Champions League it'll be I, I just don't think they'll go anywhere. Really? Yeah, really that's a good point, mind you. You know, Stephen Gerrard's, well, he's there as the manager, maybe as Champions player, League. You want to yeah. play at the highest uh-huh. level. And yeah. Champions League is the highest level. You're playing yeah. against top teams. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see both of them stay. Yeah. I, I'll go back to, I don't know if Stuart agrees with me. I think Morelos was was, was um, different class last night. He did, he, he oh, made, he, for me, he made such a difference. Yeah. Uh, and it's just yeah. shown how much we miss him. Even when he's no scoring, he brings so much to the team. Yeah. Even first half, Rangers weren't weren't at it in terms of how they usually play on the ball, but Morelos, he's always looking to get down the side of people. I think it was twice Barisic gets the ball and puts it down the side for Morelos. And and after that, I think that was around about the 25 minutes, Mark. Antwerp then dropped that wee bit deeper and Rangers started to play a bit more in the last 10 minutes. But that only comes for Morelos himself is running off the ball. He's one that I want want more out of as well. Honestly, I do believe that there's a a top-class centre-forward in there and he's shown it. Um, in certain stages this, this season again everybody will go back to his disciplinary problems but listen that's the risk you take with Morelos he, he plays like that uh, but I thought some of his runs as Sai just mentioned there were excellent I thought his link up play was really good last night and he makes a difference to the Rangers team Stuart's quite a nice for, uh, quite a night for you uh, did it take a bit of time for the uh, blood pressure to come back down afterwards? Yeah it did it was, I think every Rangers fan would be in the same point it was yep. Wasn't expected, but it was. It was. It was we're on the ceiling last night, and it was just <laughs> took a while to get to sleep last night. But no, listen, guys, a great show and all the best. Take care, all right. Cheers, Cheers mate. Thanks, Cheers, Stuart. Stuart. Thank you. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Thanks so many people calling in. Thanks for making the switch. We're on from five till seven every evening, Monday to Friday. And joining us on Tuesday's program, Barry, you're on in Monday night. Sigh as well. And on Tuesday, John Hartson, the former Celtic, uh, Arsenal, West Ham United. Big John, Who else can we get in Wales? International Big John is joining Top. us. Barry, you played against them many, many yeah. times. Top centre forward. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, he was one that was when he was always on the, the Celtic team sheet. He was one you, you had to look out for. I, I thought he was. I thought he was a top class uh, forward. There's he was no an animal, Fergie, wasn't he? He was. He was. Um, he was a big boy. That, yeah. That's for sure. Um, but yeah. listen, a lot of people just think because he's size, he's just physical. But technically, John Hartson was good as well. Great guy, mm-hmm. brilliant must when we were younger. He used <laughs> yeah. to sit naked in the dressing room with his big belly. But he's got Johnny tattooed across his belly. Even uh, when he was playing, he had a belly. Yeah. Well, no, but no. he just—I mean, yeah. the, he's a big guy. Do you know what I mean? Right, but he used I, to sit and say, yeah, "What? What are you doing training today?" And this and that. Like, nah, forget that. Just stick the ball in my head, son. You'll make a career out of doing that. <laughs> he was brilliant, big John, honestly. Yeah. And uh, I used to, Gordon Stratton used to make me go wide and cross balls in for him after training. You probably not remember us. 
But see, if he didn't kick, he across the body's head, he would go off his nine. Did he? Yeah. I've, I've scored 150 50 goals in my head this year. Stop kicking the bottom of in my career. Stop kicking the bottom of my feet. But even in yeah. pre-season, like weeks, Gordon Stratton used to do this run where you'd need to get 12 laps. Of the... I could imagine he must have been one of <laughs> the worst. John, I think John used to get about eight laps. But when you used to lap him, he used to shout, "Oh, don't worry, I'll get 40 goals this season, so it doesn't matter." And what a guy he was! I love that kid. Uh, he's good on it. Something, so all like that. Yeah. Something in Hearts and Something Hearts and Larson. Uh, funny. And he was not, in great not, company there, but he stood his own, didn't he? he was a, not a bad yeah. front three, is it? Indeed, yeah. Strong front three. A Celtic um, fan's coming on in a second or two. Let's hear Neil Lennon speaking about uh, Julian's injury. He's out for a long period of time, um, maybe six to nine months, and um, yeah, he's just gone back to do some rehab in France. So that's not good news. Also, yep, si, I'd, I'll yep. be totally honest, I, I prefer Welsh to Julian. I've been right. completely uh-huh. honest. I think Welsh has been really good. I think he wants to defend. I think he's more aggressive than Julian. I really like Welsh. I think he gets tight to people. Um, I know Ayer's good taking the ball out, but for me, you know, Ayer gets beaten too easily. When he, he gets too tight sometimes and he gets rolled. Um, and, and other times he doesn't want to go in tight with people. He's two or three yards off him. Where I think Welsh has been excellent for Celtic in terms of that. Si. When they're pressing, he gets tight to people, Fergie, and he Big goes and wins the ball back. Big call, Neil Lennon made Wednesday night. Yeah. Welsh instead of Duffy yep. it shows you what, what they think of him because let's be honest I, I think he's come in at a tough period yeah. uh, the young guy and I think he's done really well but it just shows you the manager I thought Duffy had his best Celtic game at the weekend against St Johnson yep. yeah. I thought he was uh, really good defensively and it was a big call for the manager to put Welsh mm-hmm. in instead of Duffy I think you've mentioned it as well Fergie what I like about him early on against Aberdeen I think he gave the ball away but it never bothered him. Mm. He went and got the ball again, and I think you need to have that yeah. as a centre half these days. And I, th- I really, I've been really impressed with Stephen Milsh. I do. Mm. I was a wee, wee bit worried about is he tall enough to go and play centre half? But no once yet have I seen up against Hornby the other night a big boy. But mm. he was winning his fair share of headers, so I think he's been he's been excellent for Celtic. Here's Terry from High Burnside. A Celtic fan has called in to go. Hi Terry. Good evening. Hi Paul. Hi Si. Hi Barrett. All right, mate. How are you doing? Yep. All good. All good. Um, just a wee oh, cut off points. Yeah. On something, I think it was an article that Barry and Sai yourself were involved in it, and Barry was kind of touching on that he thinks Neil Lennon's still going to be there in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, surely it's tongue in cheek, I'd say to Barry, but and, for, and I'd like to tell you for why. Uh, obviously, Celtic went out early in the Champions League, and it's a result driven business. This. So, out early in the Champions League, the Europa League was pretty embarrassing. The 4 1 back-to-back defeats for Sparta uh, the League Cup exit at home to Ross County and basically the league was lost in January let's be honest uh, and then obviously the Dubai trip comes into the equation as well there. I mean I'm not blaming Neil for that but obviously if he's the kind of leader of the club if he's the most important man he should have maybe put his foot down and said we weren't going on that trip because obviously they've come back to that trip and the points lost were diabolical to Livingston and St Mum and Hibs so I just don't think he's going to be there in the summer. And obviously, Lennon, Neil Neil said himself that when the new chief executive was announced, he said he only found out at the same time as the fans as well about that. So mm-hmm. I just think if he'd have been involved, he'd have known about that. Uh, and he also admitted just at the weekend there that he's yet to speak to the new chief executive. So I just don't think he's going to be there in the summer. And obviously, it's been well reported that we are looking at these. I kind of touched on it a few weeks ago about directors of football. Mm-hmm. So, it seems to be gathering momentum in a lot, a lot of these podcasts again that I listen to with the Stapesy podcast and another podcast was listening to the Cynic or something so yep. it does seem to be right. and, and also it's in the tabloids quite a lot now but this, this director of football does seem to be 
checking in. So the truth is, nobody seems to know. But Barry's first question was, were you ch- tongue in cheek about no, Neil that, Lennon? I know you're not. No, yeah. listen, I'm just giving my, my honest opinion, Terry. I, I just listen to Neil Lennon. I watch all football. I see what he's 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 been saying in terms of he's looking forward to. Um, signing players you, you look at the young lad that's just come in for Sheffield Wednesday now if I'm a player coming to a, a club I've, I think I mentioned it the other mm. night I'm not going to sign my club if I don't know who the manager's going to be that's why I, 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 I've got thoughts in the back of my mind that Neil Lennon might be there I might be wrong Terry I don't know but it's definitely no it's no tongue in cheek that's just my my belief um, and in terms of Celtic needing to rebuild I, I've heard Neil Lennon two or three in two or three occasions mentioned that he's looking forward to the, the rebuild of Celtic that's what I'm going on Terry mm. no no I've heard, I've heard him say that myself as well but I just it's a, as I say second best in this city is just no good enough I mean I know mm. take away the fact that the 10 in a row thing and that it's just no good enough results wise uh, and you hear a lot of this a lot of the time for Neil about uh, players not being fit but that falls at his door that not being fit him and Kennedy and Gabbing and his amazing laptop and just no these players are they fit enough. Si, what would you say? I'm on the opposite I don't think he'll be there next year. No. Me personally. I think yeah. uh, I agree with Terry, it's not been good enough this year. Um again I think a lot of things have went against him in terms of the COVID stuff, the Dubai. But ultimately what's been put on the pitch should be doing better. And as as we've said before, there's a way to lose the league. I think Fergie was saying Rangers lost ten in a row on the last day of the season, you know. Terry says the league was done in January and for me, they've not been anywhere near organised enough this year in terms of on the pitch, and it took too long to fix that. Um, early on in the season, they were just losing losing goals too easily. Um, no set up in defence, you know, in terms of losing the ball, it was a kick over the top, and they were conceding chances, and it took too long. And again, decisions such as David Turnbull not being in the team, Shane yeah. Duffy and near bit on being a partnership. There's been too many of the bad decisions, and that's why Celtic are, are now where they are. Um, I think a director of football will be, I think he'll be put in place first. I think he'll then have a big saying in where the manager goes but my own, my personal opinion I don't think he'll be there next year you, you can't hang about here they've got to sort it quickly you can't leave it to the end of the season because you know how taking, important yeah. recruitment is at a, a football club it's number sure. one mm-hmm. so they need to make sure they've got it sorted now because as you know Si you've got to be signing players for mm-hmm. next season now or agreeing a contract with players or yeah. you're going to lose out and then it's going to miss out another season and then you're, you're chasing your tail um, through pre-season trying to get players in which it's the most difficult time mm-hmm. so you need to be ahead of the game See the fact they're signing this show then Fergie who drinks that's came feel like ahead of recruitment I don't or do you know think that's... I, 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 I honest I don't know but do you know what I've done a wee bit I, I looked up on the, the young lad show there was a lot of clubs interested in mm-hmm. him you, you just see the reaction yep. for Sheffield Wednesday fans yep. they were really disappointed he's meant to be a real good prospect and that's the sort of signings you want to see I think he wanted to follow like a Van Dyke and uh, Dembele. He th- he knows that Celtic you play at a really good level, and then you can move on to the English Premier League. So I see when you, you watched last night and Rangers doing so well in Europe, and then you see Man United playing, Tottenham playing, Leicester. Celtic missed out on this as well this season, didn't they? They should have been in Europa League at least. Yeah, to be fair, I think they had a tough group. You know, Lille are a, a right yeah, good team. I think sure. AC Milan are a right good team. The two performances that that really shocked and hurt Celtic fans was the Prague games, where. For me, Prague never done anything special. They outworked Celtic and they were more organised. And I think that's been too much of a common theme this year. And I think that's why Celtic fans are so are so angry. For me, Celtic Rangers should always be involved in Europe after Christmas. Mm. They're, they're too big of clubs. 
Even with that Leland AC Milan yeah, group, I, I, Fergie, you think yeah, they should have qualified? I, huh? I don't care what anybody says. That that's my firm belief that both Rangers and Celtic, the size of clubs they are, and the quality of players that they've got, should always be involved in Europe. Celtic went in as one of the favourites to come out top at that point because they were expected to be in the Champions League. So it was early in the season, so it was before the the demise of the of the current squad. Terry, we're going to have to move on just now. What about no Sunday problem. night? I know the league's gone for you, but uh, do you think you'll keep this winning run six in a row? Sunday night? No, I, I firmly believe we probably will keep this run going. It's just too little too late. I mean, they seem to be hitting a wee, maybe not the best the other night against Aberdeen, but still got the win. But as I say, they're hitting a wee bit of form and okay. uh, too little too late. Teddy, thanks for calling. Let's go. go Radio with OPC, OPC Energy Limited on a Friday night. The party has started early in here, but it's only on the coffee and the water. We're getting ready for Sunday afternoon, but before that, on Saturday, Aberdeen against Kilmarnock. Both sides desperate for points there, Barry. Yeah, it's going to be a, a tasty encounter, that. Well, <laughs> both of them need a win, and need a win badly. If um, I was on in my back garden and shut the curtains that game, thank it would be so <laughs> edgy. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah. I would just take the goals away for that game, honestly, and just let them tackle each other. Do you know what? I think you could be right. I think it could be one of the, the games where it's, um, it's they're so on edge because they're that desperate yeah. to get the three points. I'll know what to give give goals away. Come on, to be fair to them, I've been um, listening to... They told me right that they are they're playing no bad stuff. They just need to get that. The only thing that Kilmarnock struggle with scoring goals, yeah. let's be honest with you. But Aberdeen, Derek will not want that record they got the other night. Um I think it goes back to nineteen what is it? Paul nineteen eighty one or something, the record. It has no goals scored in six matches, one win in ten games, seven points from thirty available and one win in the last it, eleven away games. They need a, just a scrappy win. Mm. Yeah. A scrappy one now. And I think Derek would take that. But what Sai said earlier about Camberia, I do think he'll make a difference. Mm. Um, you, you've seen he's, he's that bright spot for for Aberdeen. Um, but they need, to, they need to start winning quickly. I see he was abused on social media uh, Who was? yesterday. Uh, Florin Camberia. Ridiculous, right? yeah. It's absolutely you, horrible. It's terrible, isn't it? It's Every day now there's something. So, th- yeah. This is becoming a joke, guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Yep, really. Is. Thing, isn't what, it? what right yep. do they have to go on a, a, a platform and abuse football players of course it's not even yep. footballers like see us you gain your opinion mm-hmm. and it's your opinion yeah. okay you might not agree with it but see some of the abuse you get for gaining your opinion yeah. like you can I'm, see if somebody messages me disagreeing with me I'm quite happy to talk to them but see when yeah. there's a name at the end of it or you, sh- you know course. what I mean just yep. sad these people mm-hmm. keyboard warriors anonymous you know there's uh, no respect but yeah that was uh, he did look good though the other night didn't he, he struck the ball so well he had a couple of good chances see on when I watched him yeah. I think Derek De- 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 would maybe admit the first 30 minutes he set off like too much when he went and, but see when I watch Aberdeen they never look like a team that are not playing for their manager mm-hmm. you know when I no. watch Aberdeen for the, the second half they look better they look better second half Derek got his tactics maybe changed that at half time but when you look at Aberdeen they look to me like they're playing for him Fergie that, that's one thing you, you can't label against the players I agree with you I do think they're, they're, they're giving everything for Derek it's just that wee bit of luck you know what yeah. football's like they're just they're in a rut just now and they need to get a a scrappy one nil off somebody's backside and it goes into the net and then I think they'll, they'll gain a bit of confidence, uh, confidence for that and they'll go on a wee bit but it is I feel for Derek I think some of the criticism he's had has been over the top but when you do manage in the Premier League and in Aberdeen, there's expectations. He knows himself. He'll put himself under under a bit of pressure. But hopefully in time, he can get out of it. They're going to win tomorrow, aren't they, Si? 
Yeah. Phil, Aberdeen. Aberdeen. I'll come off the fence. Oh, I think oh, we'll win I tomorrow. Know. I don't know. Do you want to wait till the second hour? Because let's uh, go back on the lines. Uh, loads of Rangers fans phoning in about last night. Rangers winning 4-3 in Belgium. Seven goals. Mikey and Cumbernauld, the Celtic fan, is on the line. Hi, Mikey. Hi, right, Dave. How's it going? Good. How are right, you? Mikey. It's not the best line there. Um, we'll maybe try. I think we'll call you back and try and get you back on. What about that? He's agreeing with Barry that maybe the rebuild will be under Neil Lennon. Yeah, I, that wouldn't surprise me either. But, but like you say, Paul, nobody knows because. Nobody knows. Yeah. But, but I've said it on before. I've no doubt Neil Lennon will be. He's not turned into a bad manager overnight. He's had a bad season. But I just think with the feeling amongst the fans. I think because you're bringing in a new chief exec, you're bringing in a, a new director of football, it would just seem to me that it would make sense that a new manager would come in. As I say, I think this director of football will be given a big role at the club fairy. I think, he'll be, I think he'll be allowed to make a lot of football decisions. I think he might come in then choose the manager. You know, I think he might sit down with Neil Lennon and see how they, how they get on with each other, feel each other out. And I think he'll be the guy that will decide because I don't think this chief exec is going to come from a rugby background and pick a football manager. I don't think that'll happen anymore. I think there'll be a guy in place, a football guy, who will pick managers, players, how the youth team play, the whole youth setup, and I, th- I think it's what Celtic need. I really do, and I think it'll come down to his opinion on the matter. Yeah, I'm just going on what I hear Neil Lennon um, say. And so do you think answer? he's been told then, Fergie, that he's going to be? I, I, or do you think I, he's just guessing, I, Lennon? I don't know. I think we all know there's going to be a full rebuild, right? We, we all get that yeah. with the loan players going back and obviously there'll be players sold I would suspect obviously that started in the January window and with a couple leaving that, that that's what I firmly believe and look I just get that vibe from Neil Lennon that he's the one that's going to be, be doing the rebuild I, I'm hearing him saying that he's interested in certain players they've already signed somebody in a pre-contract and I keep going back to it I don't know how you I would not sign with a, a club if I didn't know who was the manager sure. what, what is the point? Unless you were getting 10 grand a week more than you'd be no, the even that. Nah, I'm only joking. But I, 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 I don't think, saying. you know what I mean? I, I would be signing for a club. Listen, Celtic are a massive club, there's no doubt about it, but you're signing for the manager. But do you think maybe players have been told, but obviously they're not telling, telling supporters what's happening? It would leak, wouldn't it? Yeah. If you told somebody, a player, it would leak, wouldn't it? Mikey, you're back with us, yeah? I, can you hear us that better now? Good, that's better, yeah. Listen, nobody knows. I wonder if you might be right. The only thing is Dominic Mackay isn't coming until July. Now, things can go on in the background, but that's a long time to wait before, if there was going to be a change. So maybe you're right. Maybe it is Neil Lennon with a, a new structure around him, Si. See, if it is Neil Lennon, Mikey, would you, would you go again next year if the, if the season tickets open uh, up? I still, still know, it's going to be a fairly old supporter, but... See, this is another uh, thing, Mikey. Sorry, I, I firmly believe no matter who's in charge, you should the, the Celtic yeah. fans will still go and buy season books. Now, yeah, I, I know we had a caller on three or four weeks ago saying that he wouldn't buy a season book if, if Neil Lennon was still in charge. For I, me, I, I, the real fans will always back their club. 
Mikey, obviously, can you imagine next season as well, people desperate to get back out to the matches, you know, they will. You agree with Barry, don't you? They will buy their season tickets. I, of course, I, I don't want to go back to that period where, um, where Rangers are down the divisions and there was kind of two-thirds sales with the top tier with the banner and all that. I really don't want to kind of go back to that. I think um, you, de- you definitely want to renew your season ticket. But like, just kind of back to what I was saying, I just think they're going to try and keep some continuity in mm-hmm. the season. I'm just going to be too much change in the background. It's going to be the Mikey, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go. We'll try and... Uh... Maybe try and get you later. The line just seems to have been gone there, but he's talking a lot of sense. No matter who's in charge, though, Paul, the most important thing in this summer for Celtic is the recruitment. Yeah. Again, that's absolutely killed him this mm. year in terms of bringing El Yunusian on big money as a loan player, a Yeti, Duffy, Barkas. I mean, they, 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 they sort of decisions can't be made again because, as I've said before, Rangers go and get a guy Balligan on a free transfer roof. And yep. the recruitment has been so much. That's where Celtic need to get improved. I understand a manager is a, is a very important, probably the most important player, uh, person at a football club. But for me nowadays, for Celtic and Rangers, recruitment is 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 massive. And Celtic need to get a style, as I say. They need to get a style that they're going to play. And, and that worries me. You know, you're playing a diamond just now, but James Forrest, one of your best players, where does he fit in? And that that's where Celtic need to get someone. Now, for now at the end of the season, I think Celtic need to get in a style and a system that they're going to play f- for next season and, and start to get players, look at players to fit that system. That's where they've been behind Rangers this year for me. Here's Neil Lennon speaking about James Forrest. No, no, not yet. No, he's not uh, He's not even back in training with the group. So he's still doing some individual rehabilitation work at the minute. You seem to hear that, oh, he'll be back soon. And then you hear him there saying, no, not for a while. And... Other injuries at Celtic? Elian Usi picked up an up today in training, so we'll see how he is for tomorrow. Um, and Sheehan's got a bit of an Achilles problem, um, so again, he'll be assessed tomorrow. Uh, but no other injuries from the other night. In terms of James, uh, James Forrest, I, I don't think you would want to rush him back. He's, he's too big a player. that You want to make sure he's 100%. Um, but he certainly... He's been a big miss. But in terms of, I know what Sai just said there, the, the four diamond two, which they've been going with the last five games, I believe good players can fit in anywhere. I, I know James Forrest is predominantly a, a wide player, but he could he could play on the right side of that diamond. That, he's a good player, but, but he's been a big miss. Why Rangers have been so successful, Fergie, is they didn't have that. They didn't have players playing to position. I think that's massive. Well, Aribo sometimes goes for the, the, the right, middle yeah. three to the right side. There, there is a wee bit of movement. Mm. Um, but I, I get you look, there's no doubt James Forrest's best position is wide right mm. um, but he can play I, I, I think he, he's good enough to play in the right side of the diamond but size right in terms of what way is Celtic going to go forward what way or what formation are they going to go with is it a, a 4-2-3-1 is it a 4 diamond 2 is it 3 at the back I think you're, you're better getting away playing yeah. and then fitting the players round about that because again that, that's been a massive problem for me you know number 10 position El Yunusi's played there for me no number 10 and Cham's played there no number 10 and you've had David Turnbull sitting there who is a natural number 10 that's driven you nuts hasn't oh, it oh crazy because you said it since August yeah yep. play, your, play your best players in their, in their position that suits them and then when he's playing there be decisions like you go and put him on the re- right on the right and to accommodate El Yunusi in there you know I don't get that and even in this diamond you know, you've know, you got Tom Rodgick playing there just now ok yeah on the ball you can see why because he's great on it but then you see at St Johnston defensively his man puts the cross in so you can't play Tom if you're going to go and win the league next year you can't play Tom Rodgick at the right side of the diamond for me 
James Forrest couldn't go and play at the right side of the diamond for me if you want to be successful and win leagues you need to get a guy who's comfortable playing on the right side of the diamond and that's where he wants to play so many calls still coming in we're at half time now the news is coming up Rangers fans speaking about 4-3 win last night Celtic fans looking forward to Sunday night at Ross County feel the heat of the game the crunching tackles the near misses and diving headers feel the drive from the sidelines feel the passion of your captain feel the celebrations feel the last minute hearty and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Home Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Cy Ferry. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 to 1717 Let's go! And the games keep on coming. Tomorrow afternoon, we've got St Mirren against Livingston, Motherwell St Johnson, Hibs against Hamilton, and Aberdeen Kilmarnock. And then on Sunday, our Super Sunday, we run from 2 till 6. At 3, we've got Rangers Dundee United, and we'll do the build up to the 7.30 match Ross County against Celtic good time of year Si isn't it non-stop football did you enjoy last night as well I hear Thierry Henry being lined up to take over at Bournemouth That's Thierry Henry I know I feel bad slotting him but I didn't kill De Willey. no <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I think he was, he was no probably player, like, oh, what a player but oh. I don't know see, see when he used to be a pundit never really never blew me away with his kind of analysis on games it's like, I could be wrong he's of course he could go, but I think he went to Monaco and never done too okay, great so right. yep. listen I hope he does well because it's a massive name and he'd love to see him going down well but um, he's in Canada at the moment so they've asked for permission to speak to him Barry you played against him how good was Thierry Henry? frightening that, that's the best word that I can use to describe him um, what a footballer and, and generally nice guy as well spoke to him a couple of times after games um, no during games because I couldn't get near him um, <laughs> but no a fantastic player um, but look a lot of people say that fantastic players don't make fantastic managers at times as, as Sai just said there he had a, a tough time in Monaco um, but he's over in the MLS um, coaching just now and it's a good opportunity to get back into an English you game you say he's the best Premier League striker of all time Henry he's got to be up yeah, there isn't he? he's got to be had every now everything what was he 6 foot 3 or something he was he was tall quick yep. finish but he'll let a shock as well it'll be going for the level that he's played at all his career being at Monaco and then you're going to Bournemouth it's and, like a ton of bricks and how good a player he was sometimes he might look at players and think how's he not doing that yeah exactly you've got to remember that they're not as good as him are you saying Si as well that great players don't make great managers and you're sitting 10 feet away <laughs> from the manager of Kelty Hearts Ah, he's, a, he's the exception of the rule. He's he? top of the table. Uh-huh. No, they play good Unbeaten. football. I've yeah. told you, that's what I'm saying about saying, like you play Kelly Hearts to a lesser extent. I know how his team play. They've got a, a style and identity. They play a, a shape that they stick to. Every player that's in his team fits that that that, that, style, that formation. Sorry, and um, that's why he's been so successful. Nothing to do with him. Do you think some bigger clubs <laughs> will come in? Steady, I heard you. Next season for oh, Barry, people will be uh, after him. Yeah, uh, he'll get a job. I think. How high? Oh, I think he'll be in the championship next year. There you go. In England? No, in Scotland. In the Scottish Championship, uh-huh. yeah. Barry, I know you're enjoying it, Kelty Hart, so we're not for a second suggesting. I don't know where this is going. Go but, radio. Uh, well, exactly, because we don't want to lose you here. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we start a Go Radio football team? You can play in goals, Paul. Okay, uh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the five foot, whatever, side 30. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm 5'9, Paul. Are you? Yeah. Nah, I'm 5'8. 
Five seven. Listen, um, I see Scott Allen. They've revealed today that he's oh, in a yeah. heart condition, and we're uh, we're all thinking about him. And hopefully, uh, now we know what was wrong. Nobody said what what it was, but they've spoken about it today. Yeah, brilliant to see him see him back. Obviously, we knew there was a, an issue. Everybody knows he's got type one diabetes, mm. and he's got to deal with that as well, which must be tough. Um, but having a heart condition as well, and and um, obviously going away and getting tested and, and making sure he's all right to get back playing. Fair play to him. It's mm. great to see that. I, I kind of knew what was going on. We've got one of his best mates. Um, I, I manage him at, at, at Kelty, um, and he was he was telling me that there was a real possibility that might be a chance that he, he might need to um, retire. So great to see that, that they've come up with a solution, and great to see him back on the pitch. Because for me, um, he's a real good footballer, mm. Mm. Um, and. He should have been playing at a higher level for me, Scott Allen. Uh, he's a player that I really enjoy watching, but great to see. That's two conditions, and two conditions that are really tough. Um, as I said, the, the type yep. 1 diabetes, and obviously now the heart condition, but the best best thing to happen is to get back on the pitch, and I'm just glad that he's he's been able to do that. Yeah, a lot of time for Scott. really yeah. like him as a guy. Like Fergie says with the diabetes, he's, he's got a lot going on in his life that he needs to come through, but just tells you the type of guy he is. And again, a player that you want to see in Scotland, you know, I think we're very well organised now in terms of teams and how they go about their, their business, but Scott Allen's one of the few that can get bums off seats. You know, yeah. he's got that, that ability to go by people, glide by people, he can see a pass. And I think Hibbs as well, you know, getting Scott Allen back, I think they're, very, as I say, very well organised, very well set up. I think they missed that wee link between midfield and, and forwards and I think Scott Allen could be a massive player for now at the end of the season Yeah, but were you surprised that he, he didn't do it no didn't do it but he, he, he didn't kick his career off at Celtic I was a bit surprised because mm-hmm. I, th- I thought he would have fitted the, the kind of style um, when he went to Celtic yeah, I've known Scott and speaking to him about that I think he's been pigeonholed as number 10 that he can only play number 10 mm-hmm. but I, when I, I used to play against Scott when he was younger he was a centre midfielder you know, I just think that managers look at him as a luxury player. Mm-hmm. Where I think he's more than that, Scott, and I think kind of just having that tag as being a number ten's maybe, maybe killed him through his career. But there's no many better at playing the role in Scotland, so okay. hopefully we can get. But get great him back. to see him back, Scott, isn't yeah. it? We wish him all Super. the best if he's uh, listening, Scott Allen. Come through a lot, but he is back. Here's uh, another great midfield player, attacking midfield player who played so well for Rangers last night when he came on. And here's the manager speaking about Ryan Kent. Yeah, listen, Ryan deserved a breather tonight. I've been playing him an awful lot and he's been fantastic. He hasn't missed a training session. He reported a bit of a knee issue five, six days ago and he played at the weekend and, and he had a little bit of a, bit, a bit of discomfort at the weekend. So I wanted to look after him and protect him tonight. But the game needed Ryan Kent. I had to use him. He comes on and scores a fantastic goal and could have scored another one. You know, he looked the threat throughout and that's the quality he's got. Really pleased with, with, with his contribution and his impact from the bench for sure. Well, here's a happy Rangers fan on the line, Sean and Gatham. Look, hi, Sean. How we doing? Um, see, yesterday, um, at the, de- the defence with Rangers, I thought was quite poor, but going forward, um, we were fantastic. I thought Rebo was man of the match for me. But Stephen um, Barry Ferguson uh, says when Tavernier got injured, um, Patterson, if Patterson never breached COVID-19 rules, he, he wouldn't have played. See, if Patterson was on that bench and he never breached COVID-19 rules, I think Barry Ferguson, this one's to you. I disagree. I think Patterson is a walk straight onto that puck. You can disagree all you want. I'm just giving you my opinion, and that that's what I, I think he would have went with Balogun. Yep. Just for the simple fact of the experience uh, that that Balogun's got. Listen, listen, I'm not saying Nathan Patterson's not good enough. There's no doubt. I think in time he can become a a Rangers player. I just thought with it with the type of game it was, it was quite. They, they were quite a physical team. Mm-hmm. They were quite strong and powerful. I just thought. 
even if Patterson w- was there I, I think the manager would have still went with, with Balogun and I've got to be honest with you Sean I thought Balogun was really yeah. good when he came on so did I for you Jingy, I, Jingy, yeah, you could go oh, sorry yeah. I thought it was good mm-hmm. just see Barry and, uh, Sally and Paul see the defence I thought Rangers were a bit that was I thought they were basically like that um, Royal I can't even really say their name mm-hmm. but I didn't I think they were gaining too much chances when they they took their goals uh, si, what do you think? I thought first half they maybe a bit deep rangers to start with I think second half they went and pressed Antwerp high up the pitch Goldson and Hollander were defender on the halfway line it's a big risk to take because of Hollander's lack of pace but I thought he'd done really well you know the first half as I say Kamara was doing a lot of work in his own half in terms of shifting across the pitch I thought second half they were winning the ball much higher up the pitch and that, that's why they got Antwerp um, kept Antwerp in their half and they could go and dominate the game for there but in terms of defensively I don't think Hollander and Goldson made a lot of mistakes in the game you know I think Barisic as I said maybe a couple of times he slipped for the first one he then goes and gives a foul away his man scores a goal he's got to do better He's got to do yeah, better with the, the but goal in ter- against. See, see in terms of other three fair game, Goldson and Hollander, I can't remember them making many mistakes throughout the game. No, uh, look, uh, listen, there's nothing you can do with, with a penalty. It's a soft penalty that um, the referee's given. And when they go, I think it's a good finish for the guy. I don't, the I third don't, goal? Yep, yeah, I think it's a good finish. I think the two centre defenders try and close, uh, close it down. But at the end of the day, the guy's whipped it through them into the bottom corner now and McGregor's no chance. So sometimes you've got to hold your hands up and say, there's nothing you can really do about it. But I just thought the, the free kick for the wide area, Barisic has got to be better. He's got to be touched tight and make yeah. sure if he's going to, who you're playing against is going to get a, a touch on the ball, it's not a clear header. And it was a clear header. Mm. See, with Balligan Fergie, would you, would you be happy going with him at right back for the rest of the season? I would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's played there before, Sai. He right. played there in Germany. Um, on a couple of occasions and he's played in a back three on the right side so I thought he was I, I thought he'd done well last night he's again he's a good footballer he's yeah. quick as well just yeah. the way Rangers play it's a lot yeah. to ask a 33 year old to go and run yeah. up doing that line but mm-hmm. it seemed last night that he was capable of doing it Sean here is Balligan speaking about playing right back the last game I started at right back was against Sheffield Wednesday with Brighton in terms of high profile game probably I would say Bayern Munich back then in the Bundesliga yeah, just, wow. uh, just dropped the Bayern Munich in there, big man. <laughs> <Sean>. <laughs> so he's obviously got the experience. <laughs> yeah. And like, I didn't know until uh, this morning that somebody had told me that he's played right back. And it's clearly the performance he gave last night that he, he has come figure in there. Listen, there's no doubt for me he's his best position centre back. Mm-hmm. But I thought last night he was really good. But Sai makes yeah. a good point in the way that Rangers play the, the, the both full backs high and wide mm-hmm. um, at 33. Can he do that every single game? But look, look, he, look, he looks to me if he's a guy who looks after himself. Yeah. What you said as well, which I never really noticed about him, is he's got a good use of the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought when maybe going at right back, that would maybe be his problem. At right back, you need to go and be the guy that starts attacks off. But you think about the fact that he's played for Brighton. You know, Brighton are a notorious football team. You know, you, you must be able to play it for the back for them. So that tells you that the fact that he's went and played for Brighton, that he can play. Mm-hmm. So. And another thing, say, so if you bring him into right back, it's a it's a big Rangers team yeah you've got three in terms of yeah. defending yeah. set pieces isn't that fair game, six yeah. foot three plus centre back so set pieces for set pieces against it, it gives you a, an extra man with obviously the height that Balogun's got Sean confident of getting to the last 16 um, I, I think uh, yeah definitely last 16 I'm with um, Sai I think Rangers can go as far as they want to go because mm-hmm. um, in Europe the football we play is I think we play. I think we play that ten times better. Usually, it's the person that we do in some SPL games. But I, I, I'm confident. 
see, another one, I'm a big fan of VR. Obviously, VR was a bit out of control last night. But see, the first time <laughs> yeah. we should have a penalty. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, Barry, even though there's been mistakes happening, yep. we, need, we need technology in football, and that's the way forward for the 21st century. We need we need uh, VR and FPL. We like it or don't like it, it's coming eventually. Wait, what, did, what, what did you think of the penalty, Sean? Yeah, again? What did you think of the penalty? Uh, the two penalties we got? No, against so Rangers, Stephen Davis. Uh, say that again, Sean? Stephen Davis won. Is that the one when uh, the tap got touched or something? No. No, the one that Stephen Davis gave away. The penalty. When the guy went down. Uh, was, uh, was, yeah. was it you it that was doing the van last night? <laughs> Say that again? Is it you that was doing the van last night? No, if I was doing the van, uh, Rangers would have got uh, another player. But no, you did. You, um, see, see the new guy which coming in um, the SPL um, today. Um, yeah, compliance officer. Maybe the yeah. referees if you get a red card, he checks it. And uh-huh. what is it he called? Compliance. Ah, uh, he yep. he supposed to be. He's saying he wants far in the SPL for next season. Well, here's what Steven Gerrard said after uh, VAR had a bad night. Uh, listen, it's it's different. It, it's something from a personal point of view. I'm going to have to try and adapt to, especially if it comes into our game from a domestic point of view. It it is what it is. I mean, people have to deal with it every single game, so I don't envy them. Sometimes things go for you, and sometimes they don't. I thought Stephen Davis's penalty, if there's no VAR, probably gets away with it. You know, we've obviously benefited from it ourselves, so it is what it is. Is we will try and adapt to it, but it is certainly very different because I like to get carried away when we score goals and the way and doesn't help the uh, the anxiety levels. You know, if we had that every single week and we defend like that, I think I'd be going in an early casket. It takes away that moment. <laughs> it does takes away that moment, doesn't it? Though that you have to wait and see what VAR says. Yeah, listen, I know people have got their opinions on it. The only problem that's going to be up here is the finances, mm. the cost that VAR's going to um, bring. So I, I don't know if us as a, a, an FA or, or whatever can afford to, to bring it in. Um, but some of the decisions, I agree with some of the decisions um, I don't agree with. Like last night, the penalty, I, I know he's touched them, but it's very soft. And I'll go back to it. Any, any touch now is a penalty. Yeah, that's just the way it is, isn't it? I mean, yep. you think yeah, you, Yeti at Kelly and Taylor yep. at St Myrne, mm-hmm. very similar. You know, no lot of contact. But I just mm-hmm. think that is a rule now. If, if you make contact in the box and you didn't touch the ball, it's a penalty kick. We surprised that Stephen Davis actually did touch the player. I mean, it's justly and no more. But with his experience, were you surprised, Sai? Uh, no, because I think he thought he could nick it. Aye. But yep. I think the guy just gets his body in and, and it forces Davis to kick through him. Yep. You know, and the, the refs gave it. But again, it's it's the rules again, Paul. We, yep. didn't get, we didn't get told the rules and this is a penalty, that isn't a penalty. So I would love if this, especially the... the, the Sorry, the compliance officer. Yeah. When when a red card's given, it needs to be explained. It really does. Why why things are given? Why bans are given? And why bans aren't given? We need to know this because sure. it's just uncertainty all the time. Good point, Sean. Before you go, what's your prediction Sunday afternoon? Rangers Dundee United. Yeah. Uh, Sunday two 0 Rangers. Two 0 Rangers. And do you think Celtic will keep it going uh, at Ross County? I'll oh, see. To be honest, they're going to win nothing anyway. I've came out. Uh, forgot about um, Celtic now. Um, see, before I go, what time are you zoning? Two till seven, or we'll finish whenever uh, you want, I, Sean. It was when I was listening when you said you're doing the Celtic game. I think what time is it Celtic player? 
We'll be on two till six. They're coming on at half past seven. So we'll wind you up, get I, you ready. I think I thought we'd be saying to the two games. I've got to go to 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll check with Sean and we'll see when we get finished. We couldn't afford the overtime for Barry, could we? No. Sorry, you know, it's, that has hourly rates. Uh, a joke. Is it? Yeah. How come he's on double me? Seriously, oh, I need to speak no, to somebody. Only, <laughs> only double. It's more than this guy. <laughs> no, I can't believe he says double. <laughs> we're kidding. We're kidding, Sai. No, he's dynamite, fine. isn't he? He's an entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, know. social don't media guru. Kid, John. No, I know. <sighs> I wouldn't mind being a tenor behind you as well, folks. By the <laughs> when you're uh, when you're fifty, you'll be. I'm sure you'll be minted. No, oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, you'll seventeen, seven hundred. <laughs> I'll not be. About. I'll be no, Hollywood. Hollywood. I'll be going to Hollywood. <laughs> you got to go over there, LA. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ross will be listening in. So oh, I'd love Ross King's job. Oh, he listens in. He phones uh, usually after the Friday evening program. He listens to Stevie Lennon. And uh, yeah, he gives us a call. So he, I get I need to flirt with Barry Ferguson. He gets to flirt with Lorraine Kelly every every month. <laughs> That's a difference, isn't it? Ant and Deck back tomorrow night. We've got you two in here just now. Listen, maybe the boogie bus after we do London, and hopefully we'll get there for the Euros. And uh, maybe next year, Can a winter say, break to LA. That would be good, wouldn't it? Ant and Deck better watch because me and him are going to take that show off. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Wouldn't yeah. I? Oh, we'd be better. Would you be alright, live telly and that, huh? Calm down, man. <laughs> You'd be getting nervous in life. Yeah. You'd be nervous. You're alright recording things. <laughs> Here's Neil Lennon speaking about Celtic and the current form. You know, we played pretty well. We came off it a little bit second half against Aberdeen in terms of our quality and, you know, intensity to play. But, um, you know, over the, the last month or so, you know, things have been looking a little bit better. So it's important we go up to Ross County keep the confidence going and, and keep the level of performance very very high and just take it one game at a time that's all we're thinking about at the minute Sunday evening Ross County against Celtic let's look at some of the other games for tomorrow we talked about Aberdeen Kilmarnock what about St Mirren against Livington Sorry. St Mirren v Livingston oh it's got to draw written all over it isn't is it, it? Yep. I think again Hamanak is what a point that was about St Mirren you know I, I always say I think St Mirren's one of the harder pl- hardest places to go in the SPL I think they're so well set up they get in people's faces and make it difficult for you um, and that's what Livingston do so I think both of them will cancel each other out I don't, again I don't think it'll be a game for the ages but um, I think it'll be a point of peace that game I just think St Mirren are going to suffer with the players have got out injured who is it Ferry McGrath Brophy Brophy yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh, it makes a yeah. massive difference yeah, there, there, there's big players um, and I don't think St Mirren have got big enough squad to, to cope with that I mean they're certain starters the players that are out, out injured um, I, I'm with you I think that's a draw there's there's going to be a few draws in the Premier League this Saturday. And Davy Martindale, he'll, 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 just, want, well, he'll just want a result, Davy Martindale. Of course, he needs it now, two, yeah. two defeats, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, how quickly it turns, but again, performance will go to the windy for Davy Martindale at this stage, Fergie. Yeah. It'll be about getting a result, won't it? Yeah, he'll be disappointed, certainly with the, the performance last week um, against Dundee United. Um, but uh, again, I'm uh, used I think there's a, a draw written all over the top of that Score game. draw, do you think? Maybe not. No, I'm going zero zero. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Jake Doyle Hayes is in. Commander zero zero yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't asked that one for no, Aberdeen will win. Do you not think? No, I think I think that's going to be a draw. Do you? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Aberdeen Kilmarnock. Oh dear. I'm just going to be different just to make it interesting. I'll, I'll say Aberdeen will nick it by one goal. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen on 45 points, Hibs on 49, Celtic on 64, and Rangers on 79. Sai, this is the first time we've been able to say that uh, no games in hand at the top. It's, that's where it stands. Rangers on 79, Celtic on 64. They've both played 29. Yeah, I've said before, Celtic just need to win as many games as they can now at the end of the season. You know, it, and uh, make the gap as small as possible. Just on Celtic, you know, the other night when they start to play well, thirty minutes. Very. I don't know if you watched the game, but 
there's just no hand in behind. So when teams do go press them, you can't turn the ball over yeah, well, because I yet Fergie. I'm sorry, just about to say yeah, yeah, See if I'm playing up front with Edward Fergie. I'm saying to Edward, go and you link the play. Mm. I'll play on the shoulder. But it seems to me a yeti wants to go deep and link the play when Edward's at the day. Like, get yourself in the box and score goals. Right, that's what I was going to ask you about that partnership. Yeah, it's not for me. I don't think it clicks. Nah. So where's Griffiths? What's happened? Why is it? Seeing that formation, Paul Griffiths is a perfect foil for. So for why is Edward. he not playing? I thought against St Johnson, Christie done well. We Edward. Yeah, I thought the second half when he started to run running behind yeah, exactly. a bit more. Yeah. You see the difference. See when players run beyond, it makes a difference to a team. Yeah. Um, I, I just think Edward, it's either got to be Griffiths or, or Christie for me. But even with Ayeti, you know, the thing that Ayeti done well at the start of the season when he was scoring goals was getting in between the posts. The ball's going wide against Aberdeen and he's pulling to the edge of the box. Edward's there. Let him do that. You're going to yeah. be the guy that gets the, the dirty goals in the six-yard box. I, I think you've got to allow Edward to go wherever he yeah. wants he's that good a player he can go and make things happen he can drop into wee pockets and pick up the ball in a half turn uh, and he needs to play with somebody who's going to be that, that central striker whether when, that's a, a Lee Griffiths um, or a, a Christie as I say I thought the first half against St Johnson Christie didn't do that enough I thought the second half he'd, he'd done well so for me there's got to be a different partner with Edward quick break and then we're back The Goal Radio Football Show well, obviously there's, there's there's a rivalry there before the ball's kicked, so we know that Dundee are going to come into Ibrox and be ready, they're going to fight for everything. They did that in the first game we played at Ibrox, unfortunately on the day they met us when we were really in top form. He's a, a manager that I respect, I know he's going to fire his troops up and, and they'll be ready, but the focus will be very much on us and how we play. Uh, our home form's been outstanding this season, uh, 14 from 14 when you talk about uh, the league uh, the important thing sitting here right now is to get the boys recovered and get them ready physically and mentally because we know it'll be a good test Stephen Gerrard looking forward to Mickey Mellon's Dundee United on Sunday and you make a good point Barry it's uh, it's quite quite a, a job for Rangers after such a, a huge match last night yep Stephen Gerrard just mentioned it there it's not physically it's mentally as well when you play in Europe um, certainly midweek um, and he'll, ha- he'll have a few decisions I think to make I think he'll freshen it up a wee bit um, he'll make a couple of changes Um and they're going to be in for a tough game because Dundee United are starting to hit a bit of form now um, a, a great one against Livingston last week so I'm sure Mickey will come down with a, with a game plan and try and make it tough for Rangers they've just been in and out of the top six Dundee United mm. neck and neck with St Mirren uh, Dundee United a chance for them on Sunday with Rangers having played such a monumental 90 well 100 minutes almost with all the VAR delays last night well it's your yeah. best possible chance you're going to get Paul yep. I think Stephen Gerrard's mentioned in the past that he worries about the games after the European games and I think Dundee United in good form if I'm Mickey Miller I'm going there and I'm having a go I think now's the perfect opportunity when you've got a guy like Shankland in form you'd be tempted to go and play two up front you know as I say Hollander what is he 30 odd and if Balligan plays again 33 it's a lot to ask two 33 year olds to go and play two high intensity games in, in, in the space of a couple of days so Dundee United will be the best possible chance they can get but again Rangers have got players that can come in uh, you think Jack will go and start if Davis can't play it it's a like for like replacement it's not like Zungu's coming in instead of Davis so the replacements that are coming in are more than able for, for Rangers Yep it's just about recovery when, when you play on Thursday night uh, they'll do hardly any training um, they've been in a day for a, a slow jog and, and stretch and massage and it'll be the same tomorrow but but Sai just says there I, I hope Dan United come and have a go mm. I do because I think that will play into Rangers hands if they come and sit back 
that's when mentally it becomes a bit tough when teams sit in and you, you can't get through them. If, if Dundee United come and have a go, I think it'll be it'll play right, right into Rangers' hands. But see, see like that, like a Hamilton performance, Fergie, where you're no, I'm not saying you go for it, but you go and press them high up the pitch with two two guys and two strikers stopping Rangers playing it. Right, it's the, the size of the pitch. Pitch at Ibrox uh, yep. makes a difference. Yep. Yeah. But, but, listen, yeah. it might be different. Mickey might go down with that, that mindset, as you says. Um, they're, they're in a, a decent runny form. Mm. Shanklin scoring goals. Did he go there and play 4 4 2 and have a have a pop at them? Um, but we'll just need to wait and see. But I, I think if they do do that, they're just playing into Rangers. But fans. what Rangers do have now that they've had against Amal Anaki is, is a Morelos in the team. Whereas if you do go and press them high, you can turn the ball and Morelos yep. can run them behind. So. It's a tough one for Mickey Mellon deciding what to do because they say Rangers will be tired but do you go and have a go and get picked off or do you sit in? So it'll be an interesting one. Jake's on the line. He's called in to Glasgow Zone. Go Radio. Hi Jake. Jake, who was your uh, man of the match last night? In fact, uh, I think we'll have Jake in a second or two. Just come, we'll come back to him. Man of the match, Morellas for you, Barry. Oh. Yeah, between him and... I, I, again, I've got to say I, th- I thought Stephen Davis was... Was um, was excellent. He's 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 in um, top form. Mm. He, he's so important. Listen, he, he just does the, the simple things. Fine. He brings. Yeah. I keep using the word. Brings a real calmness to the Rangers team, and he certainly needed that last. But again, night. Fergie, I think ten minutes to go. He's he's pressing guys on the edge of the box. Yeah, his his fitness levels at thirty six um, are are frightening. Um, it just shows you that he he looks after himself. And he, do you know what? He's a credit to the. The game um, Rangers must I mean You hear Stephen Gerrard Speak about him last week He's desperate to sit him down And I think it's crucial That they get him In another contract Here's Jake You're on the line now Hi Jake Hi guys How you doing Yeah Hi good Jake. thanks Who was man of the match For you last night Oh it's a tough one I think yeah. Davis or Morelos But I'd, I'd love to give a Like a shout out to Bonabarish I know uh, he was a bit sus- suspect with a couple of defensive issues, but to go and score two penalties when you've no when you've no uh, taken any for Rangers before, bearing in mind he's he's no Scottish, so he's no a Rangers fan, so he doesn't get that benefit of the doubt. He came in for Croatia to go in the eighty seventh minute and score the one in penalty to potentially put you into the round of sixteen of the Europa League. It, 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 a lot of credit goes to him. Like he needs a lot of bottle to get him there that and fair play to the guy. And you know what? Not just bottle in the penalties as well, because he wasn't for me. He wasn't in a great game defensively, but what he continued to do was run up and down that pitch and continually showed for the ball. Uh, and second half, I thought he was better. You know, he put a lot of crosses. And you think not a great game, but he scores two penalties and he crosses the ball for the penalty as well. So it's not a bad night's work. But I agree. With, the confidence he gets to Paul is having a wand left when you're yeah. stepping up for a penalty for Special. twelve yards and you can kick a ball like he can. Mm-hmm. You would back yourself to score for twelve yards, but no fair play to him stepping up because it's no easy three three. You've worked tirelessly all night and you get a chance to win the game and he went and took it, so fair play to him. Barry? Yeah, he deserves credit, but when he, he, he put the first ball down and the second ball, I, I had no doubt in my mind he was going to finish it. He, he's he's great at set pieces, um, so I was never uptight with him going up to, to take a penalty. I was always confident he, he was going to score. I, I just think that the manager might look at the, the way defensively. I, I'd be disappointed with the way he defended the, the, the cross ball, but listen... He stepped up at big moments and is uh, 
Jake just said there four minutes to go he stepped up and, and whipped it into the top corner so he deserves a lot of credit because it does take a bit of bottle even when no fans are in there he, he knows what it, it means to go back with that, that crucial win to take uh, Royal Antwerp back to Ibrox see, see on the defensive thing Fergie do you think because he, he works so hard running forward that he, yeah. see when you're bombing forward and you need to get back he must be tired and there's times that you can't get to people yet because it's massive that both Tavernier and Barisic They've got a certain way of playing. See, going forward, I, I love it. Um, defensively, they're always going to be a bit suspect with the amount of runs because, mm. as, as you see, they, they run up and down that line constantly for 90 odd minutes. Um, so, look, they, they are going to suffer sometimes defensively, but that you've got to take risks yeah. in the way that Rangers play. With both fullbacks so high and wide and, and bombing forward, they're, they're crucial to the way that Rangers play. That's where Tavernier's got better this year mm-hmm. in terms of his defending. You know, I think he defends better than Barisic in terms of 1v1s and stopping crosses. So Much fair play him because yep. last year I, I thought he was very poor at it. He's obviously went away in the summer and had a look at his game and thought, right, I need to defend better. Even positionally at the first 20 minutes, Fergie, I watch him and he's, he's tucking in where he should mm-hmm. be. So fair play, I think Tavernier's really improved on that part. And that's where I think. Uh, Barisic could improve but, but you look at the, the, the way that Rangers play with both of them flying high and wide it's crucial that the two central midfielders shift across yeah, mm-hmm. and they do that as, as I say is it, that, that comes down to work on the training ground and knowing when, when your full backs are, are, are going forward that you've got guys that can fill in their positions and that comes down to Davis Jack and Kamara at times they do they do so much mm. work did you, did you need to do that when you played centre midfield shuffle across the way because I was watching it last thing, night thinking wow what a shift that is tough yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but it is tough but you, you've, you've, you've got to do it uh, you yeah. relished it didn't you yeah no yeah. he hated that side did you, <laughs> did you hate doing that huh? no, listen I would rather have the ball and, yeah. and play but sometimes you've got to do that for yeah. the, the, the team and certainly that's one thing that I think it passes by a lot of people they don't see that they just see what the, the midfield three do on the ball but the work off the ball and the positions they go and take because both Tavernier and Barisic play so high and wide they don't deserve they don't get the credit sorry should I say that they deserve Here's a question Jake while you're on Jordy has been on on our socials asking the boys and you how much do you think Morel is, is actually worth now the way he bullies defenders and he didn't score but uh... my goodness I, well, what a performance he put in last night! Like, but um, for, for me, for me, the disciplinary record is an issue. I think was it someone said last week he's actually missed twenty one odd games since Gerrard's been in, and that's crazy. But to me, and I, 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 I don't know if this is a bit controversial. I do think he is treated differently in Scotland. Maybe that's his own fault. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But he is treated differently here. I could see him playing in a top tier country, maybe Spain. Championship level in England, maybe Premier level in England, and he would score goals. And maybe his record to disciplinarise well. I'd say you're looking at minimum fifty million, and that's that's the bare minimum. How much? Fifteen. Fifteen, and 15, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'd add on a as well. Okay, Barry, what do you think? Is he a fifteen million pound player? Yep, yeah, I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the only thing I know, Jake just mentioned there. The only thing that's going to go against him as he's ill-disciplined yeah. at times mm-hmm. but if you take that side out of him he's not going to be the same player mm-hmm. and as I said to you the manager must sit in the office with his coaching staff and say right do you know what we're going to play him you're going to take a risk every time he walks on that pitch but listen for me he's totally worth the risk you seen the difference he made to that Rangers team last night um, I, th- I thought he was excellent as I said the only downside is 
your number nine you want to score goals yeah. but I think that the other side of the game his link up plays work rate for the team was, was excellent last night that's where he's improved Fergie because see when he wasn't scoring goals before he wouldn't work as hard he'd maybe lose a bit of interest in the game where, where now he seems happy to go and work for the team and link, link the game how much for yeah, you I would go so with what they said 15 million, million. I, th- I mean if you think yep. of Ollie Watkins came for Brentford for was it 30 million he went to Aston Villa you think Joe Linton went to Newcastle for 40 40 million you know I, I think the English game would suit him I think he likes the physical aspect of the game so he, he loves it yeah. listen I'm glad you said he, he loves that side um, he loves yeah. the physical side where yeah. you, you get quite a lot in number nines now that want to be nice and technical yeah. and, and look the part he, he loves the, the rough side of it and that's what I love about him he's, he's a throwback for me mm. we'll speak about Ivan Tony in a moment or two mentioning Brentford because uh, Barry you brought it up the other night but let's go to Belfast thanks for that call Jake Matt's on the line a Celtic fan hello Matt good evening How's it going, guys? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Yeah, I just come home from work here. Um, no, but I want to just want to sort of like I, before I started, just uh, like I'm not changing my opinion because we've been on here before. But, yeah, you know, a multi opinion that Lannan, you know, the same sort of up, I think. But just with the announcement of the new chief executive, you know, is it a case? You know, thinking about it more and more, is there a sort of element? I just want to get your opinion on sort of be careful with your ice floor type element you know I can still remember all the time coming in at Rangers Matt do you know we're going to do there's something strange on the line tonight we're going to call you back in a moment or two um, but there are more and more people I think in fact we'll hold his point but I think it's about Neil Lennon he's changing his mind because Matt was on last week mm. and said he thought he should go uh, Ivan Tony, how did Celtic miss him and Barry you mentioned him the other evening because he was linked with Celtic in the close yeah, season I, I don't know if, if si seen him play si will obviously know him because mm. he's, he's a football guy um, £8 million or £8, mil, eight or £9 mm. million pound, should I say that uh, Brentford paid Peterborough and he looks apart and that's one of the players that I, I, th- I think he would have been ideal um, I, I know Neil Lennon was interested in him uh, and is that maybe one of the ones that, that get through that he, he'd be disappointed you in you don't you yeah because yep, he, he was interested in him he, he did want him and you just see what he's went and done at Brentford he's went up a league for league one to the championship mm-hmm. and you know what see come the summer I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the, the Premier League next year but they yeah. bought a Yeti yeah and, and, and you know what Paul you look at my first thing would be if I'm looking at players for say like his Rangers is can they run can, can, have they got the athleticism to play up here in the Scottish League Tony does first and foremost you see that straight away he's an athlete he's a monster he's a monster Fergie mm-hmm. he, he, like as I said Morelos he wants to bully people he can run channels he's quick and uh, my only question I played against him Paul was technically he wasn't great but he's obviously improved on that yeah. for, and that was maybe seven seven years ago and he scores goals you know and then you think at Ayeti you look at him if you're looking at Tony and Ayeti straight away you say Ayeti he looks like to me like he struggles to keep up with the pace of the game and if you can't do that up here you will struggle Paul so Tony because of that the fact that he can get about a pitch and he, he's got the athleticism to go and play up here he'd have been a no-brainer and, that, and they've definitely missed it because it looks like whether it's with Brentford or somebody else he'll be in the Premier League next year maybe that's what Neil Lennon's coming back at that he'd be disappointed that maybe he's put a few players forward that he's he's wanted to sign and yep. that, that was one of them because it was big news in the summer that Celtic were interested in him and he was always one that you thought uh, he's um, he's decent but you see what he's like uh, he's went to the Championship mm. and the Championship's a tough league yeah. and he's, he's a physical presence and he scores goals I, I think he would have been ideal for up here because you know what it's like up here one thing about the Scottish game is it's physical and you've got to be able to get about the pitch but I think you're spot on because if you the reason that I think that is because if you think about Neil Lennon's signings and his mm. first first tenure in charge when he was signing players we know that, that they're the types that he went for mm. players for down south Joe Ledley Gary Hooper guys that played in these sort of leagues 
I think that's the type that he likes in British 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 based players. Sorry, so it wouldn't surprise me if even Tony was one that Neil Lennon was was looking at. All right, we're going back to Matt just after this quick break. Let's go. Last 10 minutes of the programme, we're on on Sunday afternoon, 2 till 6, Super Sunday here on Go Radio with OPC Energy Limited and looking forward to it. It's going to be Rangers against Dundee United in the afternoon and we'll also be previewing Ross County against Celtic in the evening. Right, back onto the line, Matt is on in Belfast. Hello, Matt. How's it going? Can yeah, good. Hi, yeah, we've, we've got you. Some gremlins, not you, nor us. So you were saying <laughs> about Neil Lennon. I know a few weeks ago you thought it was time to go. What do you feel today? So, it's sort of the same, but I'm just, you know, is there an element of be careful what you wish for? You know, um, if this new chief executive and this new director of football, you know, I can still remember Paul Le Guin appointed a Rangers and being touted as the best tactician or one of the best tacticians in Europe. And, you know, if Celtic were to go get say, for example, Eddie Howe, and maybe he loses his first two games, you know, then where does Celtic go from there? You know, I just wonder what you think. You know, is there an element? Do you think that's why the border are really holding fire? And to go back with Barry saying it, more and more, as more and more time passes, I'm starting to think that Neil Adam might be in charge next year. I'll still get behind him, but I think that might be the reason why. Just wonder what you think. It's hard, isn't it? Because... Well, you look at any manager that's been successful. It takes them a while to get. It takes them a while to get in and, and get their ideas across. You know, you think of Jurgen Klopp took him three years. I think Guardiola's first year at Man City wasn't a, wasn't a great. You think Steven Gerrard it took him three years. But the way Celtic are just now is is do you do you get that now? Mm. You know, with the fans' pressure if, if things aren't going well. But I do think I think it's came to the point where for me, I just kind of see Celtic going into next season with, with Neil Lennon as manager just because the majority of the fans aren't happy Paul if you take that on to next season and you start th- th- then you think why didn't we do this at the end of last season you know so I, I fully expect there'll be a fresh change I do think if you are going to get somebody in it needs to be a top manager you know if you're going to replace Neil Lennon with the record that he's got as a manager for me going getting somebody like a Jack Ross or that type of level of manager it doesn't make sense you may as well just continue with, with Neil Lennon mm-hmm. but whoever gets the job next for me Paul needs to get three or four years to get in, I know that's tough at Celtic, but I think if you look around the world, the successful manager team, sorry, have had managers in the job for two or three years, and I think that's what Celtic need. They need to they need to stick with one person and give them the proper amount of time today's job. Barry, sorry about the mention of Paul Le Guin there, but Matt <laughs> makes a good point. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, I, I just felt with with Paul Le Guin, I, listen, nothing against them. Yeah. I, I just think he came here and disrespected the Scottish game. That's why he fell. Um, and the downside See if you um, got longer Fergie Jinky did done well No No no. Why? Just uh, for the simple fact is he, he had a certain way of playing He, was, he wasn't got to play Similar to Pedro Coutinho mm-hmm. They come here and, and they've got a bit of arrogance about him Which I don't mind I don't mind But yeah. A lot of them Don't understand how difficult A league The Premier League is up here And they underestimate it that, That's probably the, the biggest word I, I would use They underestimated The, the league that they were uh, involved in um, but in terms of what Matt's saying there I believe if Neil Lennon's there the, the Celtic fans will still back him they'll still go and buy season books I think fair yeah I, I, I honestly don't see you might get the odd one 
and yeah. it'd be the same if the similar thing was happening in the other side of the the water with, with Rangers if Rangers were going through a bad time they would still go and back the club That, that that's their club that's a club they support and they'll still go and buy season tickets for me but I do firmly believe that Neil Lennon's got a real chance of staying in the job Is and he... I, I just go back to watching interviews mm. I'm, I'm like everybody else I watch the way he conducts himself and he speaks and the way he's speaking to me is that he's looking ahead to bring players in to start the rebuild at Celtic I may be wrong mm. but that's just the vibe that I'm getting mm-hmm. I think there's going to be such a massive turnover of players in the summer that it is going to take somebody, somebody time and I just think if that if it does take Neil Lennon two or three months to get going the fans will be in an, an uproar mm-hmm. you know because I think I think there'll be six or seven go I think there'll be six or seven new ones and it's going to take time to bed the players and that was going to happen anyway that's why you think you need to start now now Now, that's what's making me believe that Neil Lennon will be in chance because he's now starting the recruitment drive now I think if you leave that to the summer you're running a real risk of being very late because you know what it's like to try to get players in you need to start now or even in January to sign players for the following season because you know clubs are going to be all round about uh, certain players because good players don't, la- don't um, last long out there. Yeah. They're Here's always Neil- snapped up. Yep. Here's Neil Lennon while you're on, Matt, speaking about what's the next steps. You can't dwell on the past. You can analyse it at the end of the season or over the piece, but um, you know, we're just concentrating on, on the present, really, and um, getting a groove on. You know, January, you know, we saw some players leave. Brought in John Joe, who's been exceptionally good and very consistent. And obviously with the fallout from the Dubai trip as well to, to deal with, which we, again, felt was well over the top. But um, now we're just looking forward to the games now, you know, and, um, you know, winning, keep that winning form going, keep that winning groove going and uh, keep the level of performance as best we can between now and the end of the season and see where it takes us. And Matt, Liam Shaw coming in from Sheffield Wednesday, you know, Neil Lennon is still in charge. You begin to think, and Si, I'm looking at you, is this the start of the as Barry says they have to start now is the rebuild now Again, as of now another thing that I think will happen I think people behind the scenes will be asking the players mm. I do I think that happens now you know I think this director of football will come in and I think he'll ask everyone their opinion on, on the situation and how it's went we don't know what players are thinking you know are players happy under Neil Lennon it's hard to say uh, and I think that'll come into massively you know if you want guys like Edward to stay um, then you need to keep them happy uh, and I think players have got that sort of power now at football clubs do you think that would go on Fergie? Yeah, I think they would ask probably the, the senior players, guys who have been like like Sir Scott Brown, like a, a Callum McGregor. Mm. Um, but again, when are they going to bring us director of football in? Is it going to be now? Is it going to be a month, three months down the line? If they're going to do it, it needs to be now. I think that, as it says in the paper, they're interviewing, I think that guy David Webb got interviewed, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep, there have been a few people apparently interviewed. But, uh, Paul, I just yep. think the Celtic fans not want to know what's going on. It's plain mm. and simple that Matt's call there. And, and yep. look, I've got a few mates that are Celtic fans. They want to know what way they're going forward. Who's going to be in charge? Who's going to be coming in? What, are they bringing a director of football in? Mm. They're in the dark just now. And I, I think they do deserve the respect to know what, what is at least going on. Do you think that's because they didn't know what to be then, Ferry? They're not too sure just now? No, that, that's. I, I'm not sure about that. I just think that's no the reason why I'm yep. I'm signing that Neil Lennon could still be there. Mm. Matt, a bright spot for you is David Turnbull. Quick word about him before you go. Uh, unreal. Um, <laughs> I saw a post on Twitter today, and I, I, I'm not one for making mad statements about football, but he's just as good as Zidane. I don't know about that, <laughs> but you know that's that's how I feel about him at the minute. <laughs> no, he's a yeah. he, he's a very good footballer. I, I just think he's going to get better. Uh, wage. Could he play, break in for Scotland for the Euros? I see Neil Lennon was speaking about it today. 
Might I, just be too soon. No, no, no. I think he's got every possibility breaking into mm-hmm. that Scotland uh, squad. That's how good I think he is. Um, as I said, he, when he plays that number ten position, the areas he picks up on the half turn, he's a real intelligent footballer mm-hmm. as well. Listen, a lot of people say he's no blessed with pace. You don't need pace when you've got that kind of ability. I think he's the most naturally number ten, no, the most natural number ten Scotland have mm-hmm. got in terms of on the ball. The reason I don't think he'll start for uh, Steve Clark in that position is I think Christy gives you that wee bit more off the ball. You know, I think Steve think he'll be in the squad? I think he'll be in the squad, yeah. Fergie. I think yeah. maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes to go, you fling him on. But I think Christy gives you so much defensively when he plays that number 10 No, I think he presses better than what David Turnbull does. So I think the way Scotland plays suits Ryan Christy to play in that 10 No, But you'll look back on it at £3 million, I think it'll be a snip. Still. Yeah. And, yep. yeah, this, uh, and again, it goes to show you there's players in this league that can right. go on and play. You two have said it. From the start of this show, yep. Matt. Before you go, what's the who's going to win the big match tonight? Ulster are in town, uh, and they're up against Glasgow Warriors. Who's going to win? Uh, not a big rugby fan, but I'll say Glasgow Warriors. Ah, okay. oh, the Warriors. Uh, I spoke to my nephew John, who plays John Cooney for uh, Ulster. But we hope today, hope it's a good match tonight. And uh, on Sunday, Ross County Celtic. Uh, Celtic four 0 And Rangers in the afternoon, Dundee United. Ah. Uh, uh, Rangers, Rangers 2-1 2-1 Dundee United win, but I can't see it okay. <laughs> Matt thanks very much for calling yeah we are running out of time we're on in Sunday afternoon from 2 until 6 what about the matches then Motherwell against St Johnson we haven't mentioned yet I'm Barry. going to say yeah. the, the Saturday the four games on Saturday are all going to be draws oh really wow. yeah yes. four draws right yes. so Aberdeen Kelly you reckon is a draw Sai what's going to happen for you there I'm going to go Aberdeen by the odd goal and I think Camberry will get yep. it yeah. he did look he good sharp. Yeah, yeah he did he look really sharp Rest. I think he's a, the, the exact type that Aberdeen needs it, right now and he's got something to prove hasn't he and you know coming back here he wants to do didn't work out at Rangers Hebs you know the oh, comments that he made but I, I will yeah. say I thought he'd done All right, I Rangers. thought he'd done pretty well at Rangers yeah. I know he was more of an impact player but you've yeah. got to be honest with you I thought he'd come on and he gave it everything. Yep. So I don't think he was the worst loan signing. He's what, what you said, Fergie, is the type that Aberdeen need. He's a guy that will take the ball in the time, no mm. matter how he's playing. I don't think it, it phases him if, he's, if he gives the ball away. He's one that'll go and get it again. And when you're in that sort of form, they're the types that you need in your team. Hibbs against Hamilton. So, Barry, you're going for the draw. Score draw? Is it? Hibbs against Hamilton. I think uh, it'll be a score draw, score yes. Score draw, yep. I Sai. think Hibbs. I, think, I, know, I, think I know Hibbs I know yep. have had a, a good run, but the results, you know, St. Man type pitch, I I think Hibbs Easter Road big pitch Hibbs um, play a nice football Scott Allen back in I think Hibbs will have too much for Amonakis Motherwell against St Johnson did we do that have we given that one yeah, yet really? no we haven't nothing yeah. each nothing each really yeah. god that could be grim yeah, well, I just think honestly I just think if MD's a gambling man I think that's okay. four draws right. I honestly do believe that Say, si. I'm going to go St Johnston St Johnston yeah I think Motherwell were poor last week Stephen O'Donnell um, I think he's a big player from right. captain yep. just now mm-hmm. I think their defence was, was already makeshift as it is so I think St Johnston will nick that win and St Mirren Livy Barry's going for the draw is it a score draw <laughs> no nil nil you said yep Say. Si. I'm going draw as well. I think that'll be, as I say, it was on my back garden and shut the curtains. No, no. No, no. Well done, Scotland's women. 10 0 against Cyprus. Yeah, so well, I, watched, I yeah. watched a wee bit of yeah. They've got oh, miles better since Leanne Crichton retired. Do you know what? They've come on leaps and bounds. I thought the central midfield area of that Scotland um, team was was excellent. She'll be listening. And they play again on Tuesday, isn't it? They're going to stay in Cyprus. Portugal, yep. Hopefully the women do well. And what about, well, Wendy will be on. We're on Sunday, but before that, what have we got? Liverpool against Everton. That's the big match this weekend down south. One of many big games. Who's going to win? Liverpool will win that. Liverpool. Yes. They haven't lost to Everton at Anfield since uh, 
1999, Si. Yeah, I like yeah. Evan. I like Angelotti. I think he's a top manager, but I think they're a wee bit of soft touch, Evan. I think Liverpool. Did you watch, you watch him during the week? Uh, uh, Salah good. and Manny were good, weren't they? I mean, they're yeah. the difference. They are yeah. two, two top players. So I like the boy Jones, middle of the park for yeah. Liverpool. He's got a bit, isn't he? Yeah. bit of style about him. Uh, I like him. He looks to play all the time, Fergie. I love yeah. it. He looks to go and get the ball. What, he, he wants the ball yeah. in tight areas. I love to see that. Yeah. So don't forget, Stevie Lennon's coming up at seven. Don't forget the business show with Hunter and Hockey on Sunday morning. And we'll get your predictions uh, of what's going to happen on Sunday afternoon. But I don't think you think it's going to be draws. Rangers, Dundee United and Ross County against Celtic. Thanks to everyone who called in tonight. People buzzing after Rangers win last night. And the Celtic fans going for six in a row on Sunday. That's it from us. See you Sunday at two. The Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited for urgent boiler repairs they will keep you warm this winter. Let's go! Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk.